bringing you news where environment and social justice issues intersect. Today's show was produced on the lands of the Bundjalung Nation in Nimbin, New South Wales. The show is facilitated by Radio 3CR in Nam, known as Melbourne, and broadcast across these stolen lands via the Community Radio Network. I'm Beck Horridge. Work, consume, be silent, die. I rely on your apathy. It's costing you us. The words on Benny Zabel's long black greed dozer costume. He wears a gas mask and white gloves. Have you seen him? Benny Zabel, radical performance and visual artist, has been performing for five decades. He has made his art known in Australia and the world. He has been present at many camps to defend nature. Save the Franklin, stop Roxby uranium mine, the years-long camp to stop the Whitehaven coal mine. Stop Adani, Save Lake Cal, Occupy Wall Street, and numerous campaigns to keep uranium in the ground and for peace. Benny Zabel is a fabulous banner maker and organiser. Today, Benny gives us the secret of staying so productively active year after year. He also describes arcology, the principle of building living spaces and towns that nurture community in harmony with the natural world. I'm here in the studio of Benny Zabel. He's known as a performance artist and activist. He's someone that's had a huge influence on my life. I first saw Benny's feet on top of a stack of barrels outside Flinders Street Station doing a piece of installation artwork against the nuclear fuel cycle, the uranium industry in Australia, nuclear bombs and things like that. I picked up a leaflet which took me to Roxby Downs and three weeks at the protest camp there changed my life forever. So I'm indebted to you, Benny. Thank you. What sort of work have you been involved with over the years? I've dedicated my life to uh, expressing through my performance and art skills environmental and peace issues that we're faced with in this time we're living in. I've come from a a Holocaust family that's been affected by the Holocaust and i just um, very much aware of the threats of uh, the right right wing threats, which at this time, actually in this time right now, is a threat here to our democracy in Australia. It's, it's, It's happening right now and people should be aware and look out for the very insidious way how right-wing politics raises its ugly head because it's around everywhere. It's uh, uh, The agenda is domineering, patriarchal, domineering, nationalistic. You know it when you see it. It's very important now, more than ever, that we, all of us, take part in political process for the sake of our future generation, that we heal this planet and uh, get rid of the weapons of mass destruction and the military-industrial complex, which is just gets bigger and more complex. I asked Benny to describe his greed dozer costume. Well, it's installation that, that evolved really over a period of time. The costume was developed, they all developed out of, out of my actions that I went to. So the costumes, it's a black it's a, it's a gas mask that I've put a lot of detail in because I know the first place that people look at is in the face. So I sort of put the guts of what I want to say on the face 
of the mask. So I painted it on skull shape, planet Earth in the middle with a can. And what's on the barrel is what I want to say. You know, like in that, it was radioactive waste, you know, contaminating the Earth. Or with the fossil fuel costume, when it evolved to a fossil fuel costume, because it was greedozer, the message was there on the can. So people take photographs and films or whatever when I do my thing, you know. I communicate that in, through silence. My movement. I piece together a whole lot, like a string of words that comes from my experience in Paris. I haven't talked about and that. And the words are? It is work, consume, be silent, die. I rely on your apathy. It's costing you it. I mean, that's just a string of words just to get people's attention of why I'm doing this. I'm trying to wake you up to this crisis of what we're doing to our planet, you know, be it this uranium mine, what's, how it's affected. So it gets through to cameras, it gets through to people filming. I do it on a theatrical way. It's a theatrical form, multimedia theatrical form. And there's many influences, there's many skills that I've developed and I, I, I play I just do my best, that's all. I'll tell you a story. Back in 1979, I attended the World Symposium on Humanities at the Pasadena Centre, California. I was, you know, doing my performance art at the time, but I was more lighthearted. It was zany bubbles. I just explained the zany bubbles because it's not just a clown's act. It actually came out of looking into a fire. And when I looked into the fire, I was just thinking about the energy coming out of the fire and the thinking, just thinking about, you know, all this matter has been turned into ash and what is left is this, we feel this heat, this warmth that comes off and it just goes out in the ether. And I, I just got the idea of expressing that at first, uh, making an exhibition, which was a series of uh, shaped canvases, colour field, in a colour field way, optical illusions, way of these bubbles coming out of these uh, amoebas and um, from the uh, different ways, you know, uh, uh, which ended up to becoming a, a mural, uh, a series of murals in Nimbin. Anyway, at the World Symposium, I met um, Ralph Nader. And Ralph Nader, I asked this question, what is the most effective way of communicating with people? He said to me, eyeball them one at a time. That for change is to look at people one at a time you want to meet. I've followed that thing is to go to places and meet people I want to see and hear of for change. That's changed me and has they been my teachers. It's not out of books. It's not out of the university because I couldn't get in there. I mean, my story is that I, I, I couldn't get on with teachers and students alike. It was, you know, that's how it was. Anyway, so that's, that is something I've learned. And it has led me to what I've done throughout my life up to now. I mean, I could go on to the next costume, but I, I've developed a series of costumes to relate to different issues along the way. 
was back in 1984 at Roxby Downs, I met you again. And um, in my life, also going to protests to be inspired and participate and resist things that I just couldn't agree with. I've met you again and again in different parts of the country. I'm usually you're up early, you've arrived with a costume, nicely pressed and ironed, all organised. You've travelled on the smell of an oily rag. Benny, to me, you're an icon of perseverance, hard work and certainly integrity about, of showing up and being there. It can be a hard life at times, this. How do you keep going? I mean, you've been doing this now for how many decades? Oh, well, I come from a family which is engaged in this, you know, it's a socialist you know, I say go come from the whole, from Poland and that area, which is now under under siege. You know, with Putin and his his uh, empire building ideas, and so um, I can't. My parents come from that part of the world, so um, it's you know it's on my mind. Uh, uh, we don't want to see this repeated. We know we know we're looking for answers. And we just discussed it in the family and things, and then um, both my parents were activists in in certain ways. So it's part of the sort of family line, you know, to to be out there, to be active, so to make it a, a, the world a better place for everyone, yeah, for every all beings, all creatures, all you know, big and small. Yeah. It's a thing that we admire in people, isn't it, when they're willing to stick their necks out and get out there and say things that we're thinking ourselves or express things in a funky interesting or beautiful way that, that we're also feeling. For anybody who's thinking, I wish I could be more out there, mm. it's scary. It's, and I, I feel scared about giving opinions on radio. At a certain point, I had to just bite the bullet and do it. How do you deal with fears of what people will think? Just got to get over it, right? And there's the only way to get over it is to you just take it step by step. You know, so intent. It's about intent because fear is just just a mental thing. You know, we all fear. Um, fear to get up in the morning when it's cold, right? <laughs> but you just got to get up and just take it one at a time, and uh, and you find that um, you just that's how it is. You know, I mean, we don't know what's up ahead. All we do is just take step by step on what you want to achieve once you, you know, that's it. And you want to know how I deal with it? Well, I've, I've developed skills like, you know, meditating, yoga, a dancer, you know, physically get myself all tuned up, you know, expressing myself. All of that is a healing. I mean, art is not just, you know, sort of a way of making a living or whatever. Creativity is is to get stuff out, communicate, a healing process, personal healing process. It's all tied up. Everybody can do it. You don't have to learn to be to do this thing. You just just do it. You've always been part of the nonviolent civil disobedience movement on the artistic end of it. Something I've learned from Watching you over the years, all your performances and artwork, is that art can be so powerful. I remember you, you were on the icon for the ABC News used to come up. Every night I'd see your face just before the news flash up on ABC. So mm. your art has been in, incredibly powerful. You've had a few persistent designs and costumes you've used. This is one of those sort of like high school questions. Do you think art will always be more powerful in a violent path? Well, for me, it's about how do you communicate to people about these really testing issues of personal lifestyle, of living in these 
cocoon life and these issues that are pressing. I know what scapegoating is. I've learned the hard way from how people have treated me and I'd say, well, that's not the way. I've seen people becoming angry and bitter and they become ineffective. They, they become sick and burn out and all of that. So I've, I've developed certain disciplines so I, I can, you know, when I'm down, I can get up. You know, you, I mean, you get down. That's what the Zony Bubbles, that's what that fire, looking into the fire is about. It's the rise of the phoenix. You know, out of the fire, something new. It creates a space for something new. You can look at it all kinds of ways. You know, the energy the energy doesn't stay in one place. When it gets stuck, you've got to get it out some way. So the best way to get it out is gently. You know, develop the skills to do it gently, to be patient. And this is what meditation is about, is just be able to sit there and listen and give yourself space before you jump. That's one of the lessons. And also to know it's impermanence. We have impermanence. We live and we die. Yeah? And that's the reality. So it's the discipline, you know, your, your personal discipline. So work on it. And I, I work on it the best I can. Sometimes I slip back, but there's always something that reminds me and, and that, you know, get back on the track. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be alive now. You know, so many people have passed away, you know, that I know um, for all kinds of reasons. And for some some reason, through all this rough and tumble world that I've been going through, I'm still alive. And every day is a blessing when I get up and be, and when I get up, I look at that painting that you, you just looked at of, the, of, the, of the, the angel up on the tripod, and it, and that just gives me a lot of hope. You know, um, it just just reminds me, you know, get up, and this is the direction to go out there and do your best for future generations. Now, at my age, I'm just thinking about how be more effective in helping future generations to deal with the future, their future. If you'd like to imagine that I'm a group of future generations, young people sitting in front of you, do you have anything you would say to them? Well, um, what will you do for them? Well, well, um, well, the thing is to not give up hope. Never give up hope. It's natural to go through negative and, and then go really high and think, you know, everything's going to be hunky-dory and, and great. And you have high, high and lows. That's part of life. That's how how people go through life it's it's ups and downs so you just when you get into your dark areas know at the that the end there's a light at the end of the tunnel that's all i can say and to get together with like-minded people and do what's in your consciousness you want to do you know for for others for life for your family lifestyle it's up to it's a personal journey as well as a collective journey. That's Benny Zabel, Australia's veteran radical performance and visual artist. This is Earth Matters, bringing you news of the changing environment and the resulting hits to social justice. I'm Beck Horridge. Today on Earth Matters, I'm talking with Benny Zabel the radical performance artist. 
Benny Zabel is president of the Nimbin Aquarius Foundation, which facilitates Aquarius Festival anniversaries, currently organising the 50th celebration of the 1973 Aquarius Festival. That's for next year in 2023 in Nimbin, New South Wales. Watch the Nimbin Good Times newspaper and Easeline for updates. Actual anniversary is between the 12th and the 22nd of May next year. And there's going to be an event in Nimbin people can come and attend? It's an event in Nimbin, but there are things be happening throughout the year in some ways, but that's the guts of it. That's the, um, this, the, the guts of it is uh, between the, uh, the 12th and the 22nd of May. That's our opportunity to get in touch with people. If you can't come, it'll be Zoomed and, you know, we use the latest technology. We're living in a time where it needs people to unite. We're in a critical stage in, in, in life in general. I'm a networker, communicator. That's my life, really. I love uh, meeting people and networking and uh, expressing myself and learning and learning more and more. There's certain philosophers that uh, I've been influenced. And there's Teilhard de Chardin, you know, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. I lived at a place and uh, been part of a project called Arcosanti. It's an arcology. It's based on uh, Paolo Soleri. Paolo Soleri, I, I met at the World Symposium where Ralph Nader was there. And Paolo Soleri, um, I went to his particular social experiment, which is so relevant for today, yet it's not even, it's hardly been looked at. The consciousness hasn't arrived. In this day of of climate change, our cities are the biggest polluters in the world. Our suburbs are the biggest polluters in the world. We live in it. We're stuck in it. We're stuck in this way of architecture, which is so dysfunctional for for living as a community, as living together and helping each other. Akosanti is a model for that. Look it up. Akosanti, you know, um, uh, the arcology principle. What is an arcology? This arcology is basically what the word says. What it says is it's a principle that is relating to living with the environment, you know, in a, in a, a being in the environment, in a collective. Each one is site-specific. It's not a one-fits-all. What's in, in Arizona, that certainly isn't an example because it's site-specific. You know, if you're in a colder climate, it'll be designed. But it's the principle behind living with the environment, living in a community where everybody can live together. It's pedestrian. It's no cars involved. It's all shrunk down. The core of it, it doesn't have to be that, but... The one at Arcosanti is all shrunk down. It's pedestrian. No cars can go in there. It's pedestrian. And so it's a mini, like, a, not a city, a town type thing, but it's not a town because it's a community. There's workshops that take place. There, there's a ceremony. There's solstice. And the solstices are celebrated. There's science involved in it. It's all hand-built. There's no corporations involved with building. It's all built by the people who come to workshops. It's independent, and if there are any corporations that want to put into it, they're not beholden to those corporations. You know, I mean, the funding, wherever it comes from, it, it's it's totally, uh, totally the people that are there doing it. Anyway, that's something to look into. I can't explain it all, but I know Teller Deschardins, the philosophy of Teller, that all matter is spirit, spirit, and what 
that uh, to explain it in, in, a, in, in another way, if I can get it in words, is that, you know, all this that's around us is matter. And we've, we've, we've accumulated this matter which affects our lives. And when, you, when a city is all matter, it comes and it, it, it changes and everything, you know, everything, where we choose to be is matter. We are matter. And it, it, it's how you, do, you um, shape this matter that creates the life and, and, you, and, and, and you can do it, you know. And that's, I mean, that's, I follow that, uh, that uh, principle of uh, all matter is spirit. And so the spiritual side of it is that what manifests is out of matter, you know, and we as humans can uh, develop that side of it as well as, we don't have control over, over the, the world, but we can create our own communities which are like that. And to me, ecology ecology is, um, is a, a way of the future. It, it goes with the indigenous way. It fits in. Actually, Akosadi is is very much connected with the Hopi and the Navajo in the area. So that's another thing. So indigenous people... Uh, very much so. Uh, that thinking, the indigenous thinking, which is careful country, and that's part of uh, Akosanti as well. Akosanti is is only the land that it's on is the the place. Akosanti is just in this small area. You know, it's a sculptural like. Have you been there? Describe it to me. What do you see when, when you, you can see it online? You can check it online. I'll give you an idea what what it is. You know, it's. A land was purchased. It's in Mesa country in Arizona. And, and, and it was built at the time when it was far away from Phoenix and Tucson. It was right in the middle there. And it was like this wilderness area, right? So the wilderness area, nothing is built on it. You can go out of Sunday. The only thing you take with you is a tent or anything to go out there. So you can go out into the wilderness and just experience it. Look back at Sunday because part of... Akasanti is also, it becomes a, at times, it's, it's lit up, it, you know, like it's, you've got the solstice thing. There's things you can go out there and experience it away. You can meditate and just be with nature and then you can come and be with people. You've got that choice at Akasanti because, you know, that's how Soleri was thinking on so, so many different levels. It's a creative space. All kinds of performers, performance artists come there. All kinds of people come there. What are the buildings made of? Well, for there, it's well. Uh, if you look online, <laughs> it's all there. But basically, for that area, it's a heat sink. It was built thinking in terms of of the heat sink. That because it it's cold at night and it's warm at during the day, it's d- designed to collect the heat during the day. It's concrete. It's concrete form concrete design form concrete. Um, uh, silt is collected around the places, so, sort of for design, and so it's built into the, into the, into it. It's anyway. There's so much talk about Akasanti that I don't know how to do it in in a five minutes. <laughs> but check it out, Akasanti, uh, Arcology Principle, Palo Solari. 
Uh, one other thing I want to add to uh, arcology is there's been an attempt in Australia to have an arcology built. In Adelaide, the Adelaide University was studying parasolaria and the arcology principle. And there, there were a collective got together of people in, from the environment movement, from whoever, who would like to have something built in an area which was up to sale right in the middle of Adelaide, a whole city block was there available. A lot of effort went into it, a lot of effort. There were the finances were there, all kinds of eminent people behind it. I was a part of it, and the, the council, the council mayor, I don't know, they decided to give it to ALJ Hooker to develop the worst of the worst. It's just the small places for people to live off, corporate, all that. It was the opposite to what was happening. So that was the only uh, college I was part of. I've designed something here in Nimbin, but it just seems to know that people just don't. Uh, it's it's sad, but we ha- we got part of the way. We've got communities here that works well for Nimbin, uh, but the direction has, you know, it's just housing. Housing, you know, people want housing. They t- think about houses, not about community. Uh, you know, that's, that's sad. Yeah, that's right. The suburbs are spreading so, on the edge yeah, of Nimbin. So that, that's part of the ecology principle is, is solving the suburban dilemma. That's what Palestine said. The whole idea of ecology principle is to solve the suburban dilemma, which divides us, doesn't bring us together as a family, a human family. Any, I'm going to wrap it up for the moment and say thanks so much for talking with Earth Matters. And can I just say thank you so much for your work over the years. I'm thanking you on behalf of a lot of people here. Thank you, Benny Zabel. Thank you, Beck. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. You have been listening to Earth Matters. This edition was produced for Radio 3CR in Nam, Melbourne, Wurundjeri country, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. If you'd like to get in touch with the Earth Matters team, you can email us at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or visit our Facebook on Earth Matters 3CR Radio. And to listen to or to share editions of Earth Matters, you can find this and all the Earth Matters podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash Earth Matters. Look out for more from the Earth Matters team next week. I'm Beck Horridge. And here, Paul Joseph at the 1973 Aquarius Festival. May the long time sun shine upon you. Oh,